Building and sustaining a business is hard. Whether you're just beginning or have been at it for a while and need a pick-me-up, you're about to get exactly what you need. Welcome to Go For It. Your host is Joe Hausman. Today, you'll hear stories from others on how to keep going and laugh while you learn. Here is your host, Joe Hausman. Hello, this is Joe. Welcome to Go For It, everybody. Thank you so much for coming back today, this week, this month, this year. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, thank you so much. And I say this every week, but I'm going to tell you again today. Thank you so much for your text messages, your emails, your support. Uh, truly, truly means a lot to me and also to my wonderful guests that come on because then they know that they're making a difference around the world. And I know today will be no different. So I just appreciate each and every one of you for reaching out like you do. And also for the people that call in with the live, co- the live question, live questions, with questions for the live show. Um, I appreciate that as well. So again, thank you so much um, for everything and keep those good vibes coming, right? So, I mean, it's just wonderful. And that's why the show is called Go For It. So as you know, I am your Go For It business strategist, but I'm also a speaker and a two-time now best-selling author. So I'm helping you grow your business and life through the art of mentoring and coaching. But I like to call it, I'm, a, I'm your strategy partner. I'm, you know, we work together because I know you all have such great ideas about what you want to do, and then we just build on that, right? We just build on working what you want to do, and so it's a beautiful combination. So for more information on that, you can go to my website, joehosman.com. And remember, I'm the female Joe, so that's J-O, joehosman.com. And also, I have my free chapter that I wrote for the wonderfully successful book, Success Habits of Super Achievers. And it's there all for you, right as a free download, right on the homepage. I think all you got to do is put in your name and email, and that chapter is all yours. Again, that's at joehosman.com. The show is also sponsored by Go For It, my, uh, my, um, part, you know, my LLC name. So, again, thank you, everybody, for all you do. And now, with no further ado, you know I love bringing on phenomenal guests. And today is no different. Now, a little bit different about this guest. I've known her for quite a while, probably 19 or so years now, which is really good. So we'll kind of get into that a little bit. But Mary Jo Hilliker, woo, she's an attorney, uh, mindset coach, health coach, author, and she sits on numerous charitable boards. She is committed to interfere. Oh, I like that. Interfere in as many people's lives as possible by supporting them to break through their limiting beliefs that they have from, you know, as early as three years old, right? Because that's really where our minds really start coming into play. Many of which they don't know what they don't know. And you might ask then, how do I know I have them? Everyone does. And that is why she is so convicted to empower people to truly take back control of their most critical asset. And that is our mind and step into the life that they choose. As successful as she was through her 30s, including being both VP and general counsel of a publicly traded company at age 28, she was frustrated by some things in her life, some things in her life that did not work out. She refused to accept life as it was, so she searched to uncover her limiting beliefs, as well as understanding the full power of the mind, which is truly, truly, truly within our control. It took her to an incredible level of success in all aspects of her life that she never imagined. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm just telling you, be prepared for this show, okay? Sit back, take some notes, and I hope you're ready for some high energy because Mary Jo Hilliker is high energy. Mary Jo, welcome to the show. Go for it. 
<laughs> Thanks, Joe. Thanks for the introduction. That was really sweet. Yeah, it's hard covering all those years of your life. You just go, oh my gosh, yeah. you know, so many things have happened. And and uh, as I look at it, uh, I'm just starting. Does that make some sense? Yes, yes, yes. I, I feel yeah. the same way. It's like we're yeah. just start. Every day is a new day to start something new. So. I think that's yeah. wonderful. So a little bit about Mary Jo and I. So we go back, like I said, like 19 years. We're in the same nutritional product company together. and um, But I've been so impressed by you since day one. And just always your, um, no, gosh, I'm sorry. I said 19 years. Excuse me, ladies. No, 2001. Yeah, 19 years. <laughs> I was thinking 29 years. <laughs> okay, so 19 years. But anyway, it's... Um, I've been so impressed with you since day one that just your energy level and, you know, you're always so grateful and you're always so cheerful, but you're always have that positivity. And I think that's uh-huh. even when the times go tough. So, you know, is that something that you had to learn or is that something that really that's been natural for you? Um, no, I think it's something that uh, every one of us has to learn because it's not innately natural for us to be excited and, you know, immediately come from how do I make a difference when things are going badly. We tend to, as human beings, we tend to go south and we start beating up on ourselves or we get the blame game going. I mean, we have so many programs running our lives that take us to places that we really never want to visit, but we find ourselves there. And it really is a part of uh, the process of understanding that I'd rather live my life by choice than chance or circumstance. So it's once you can, you know, really work on your own mindset and understand that you have control over your mind if you take control of your mind. Otherwise, something else is controlling it. And so that that was critical for me to be able to put myself in a position where no matter what happens in my life, I can look at it and say, okay, this happened. I don't control everything that happens in life, but I sure can control my response to it. And that's where I love to shine. I love to be the solution-oriented person who can take something negative and make something incredible out of it. Does it make sense? Oh, my goodness. Yes, I love that. Because you started your business career as an attorney, right? Yeah. I was a <laughs> lawyer, and, and those that's not easy. You know, I mean, it's like I was... I was, I was, you know, I, I went to the, you know, I graduated top of my class and all my, you know, law school, undergrad law school, went out to NYU, got a master's in tax because at one time I thought I was going to surely live in New York City because I won an all expenses paid trip when I was in high school and I fell in love with the energy of New York City. So I decided to go out there for a year and get a master's in tax and, and, and just kind of say, maybe I want to get a job out here instead and yet, the reason I didn't stay is because I'd walked down the streets of New York City and no one would ever make eye contact with me. <laughs> it was like, I'm a people person. I can't live in an environment where I can't, like, talk to everybody I run into. You know, it was hard for me. So I came back to Milwaukee. I took a job at the largest law firm there, Foley and Lardner, worked a couple of years. Um, and it, it, anyone who knows practice of law, especially at the high level uh, law firms, you know you have no life 
right? I mean, the only day off I got was on Sundays, and that's only if we didn't have a deal coming down. Um, and after a couple of years of that, I was, um, I was doing a lot of acquisition work, structuring deals, and a huge publicly traded company in Wisconsin called me into their offices and hired me away as vice president and general counsel of a multi-billion dollar company. And I was like 28 years old, right? (laughs) So I said, you know what? I think I want my life back. (laughs) And so I got back to working eight to 10 hour days instead of 14 to 16 hour days and getting my weekends off. (laughs) So that was great. I forgot you were in Wisconsin. I don't know why I forgot that, but oh, that's really cool. Yeah, well, and you know what? It's those, I think those early on careers sometimes is what changes us because when I was early on in my career, I knew I wanted to be a supervisor where I worked. And then when I got to be that way, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This is not what I wanted. <laughs> this is so yeah. totally different than what I expected it to be. So then right. I and went you down know, Joe, a lot development. Of people, a lot of people get stuck in that because they, yes. they feel like the money, they need the money so badly, they start compromising other things in their life. Does that make yes. sense? Yes, and I, I try to help people understand that never compromise those things in your life. There's always a better place for you to be to find. So don't feel like just because the job's well paying or, you know, it's the best job you could get, blah, 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 blah. So don't sell out. And 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 Joe, that's exactly what happened. Even when I took this job at this huge corporation and I found myself having trouble with the ethics in that environment. And so for a couple of years, I fought that battle and I just will suggest to everyone, if you can't find that you can change the ethics in your environment, they will change you. So I actually exited that environment after about two and a half years because I didn't like what I was seeing, nor seeing myself starting to operate almost at their level. And so that I was like, okay, I'm gone. And I left that environment and that's when I ended up moving to Texas because I also thought it was a good time to get out of the snowbanks of, <laughs> of the Midwest. <laughs> I need to join you sometime soon. <laughs> Preferably Although in the winter years. months. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. yeah, I was going to say right now it's not too bad, but um, yeah. Right. So the winter. Yeah. But well, and that's yeah. really incredible because when did you start your personal development journey and when did you really start deciding that you wanted to be a mindset coach? Because I think it all entails from our early experiences, just like you said, even as early as three years old. But if we don't right. know what we don't know, then how did you ever become a mindset coach? And is it from yeah. the nutritional supplement company we are in? Mm-hmm. Or is it something no, it you really, decided to do before that? It really was after I left, you know, and I moved out to Texas and bought a company and I had a bad experience with a, a turnaround situation that went out of business. And I, and I, also was married and got divorced within about a year and a half, two years. And I, and I said to myself, I'm never getting married again because I didn't understand why. I mean, we always can find things to blame it on, but I really didn't, I really didn't get it. I mean, I couldn't put my finger on it. So, so I had these restraints and these, these, these events in my life that I couldn't explain. And after all the, you know, as, as I tell people more degrees than a thermometer, I was thinking there, there's something I'm missing. And I came to that conclusion in my mid-30s and started taking some um, self-development courses back then. And it was so incredibly eye-opening for me. I mean, it was the discovery path of, you know, 
who I was and my hugely competitive nature, I would always tell people things like, well, I was just born that way because, you know, we as kids and we, if we're competitive, we just, that's how I was born. That's all I ever knew. But, you know, take that for instance, as an example, and I look back when I went did this discovery work, I found out that about three or four years old, when our subconscious starts getting programmed by, you know, meanings we give to facts in our lives. I was fourth born of four kids in three and a half years in a poor family. And guess what meaning I gave it at about four years old? If I'm going to get anything in life, I better compete. Mm -hmm. So I became this competitive junkie and I had to win at everything. And that's helpful in school and being president of my class. And, you know, I even played college basketball before Title IX. So I no scholarships, but I played college basketball at the University of Wisconsin. But, um, but I found myself, you know, that's competitive. Let's talk about my marriage that broke down. What is competition in a marriage? I'm right. You're wrong. He's wrong, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How is that working for you in a marriage? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. So I was... But I didn't know that I, people would say, why are you so competitive? I was, and I kept telling everybody I was born that way. Well, the, the self-development program I went to, that was one of many of the discoveries. But it was huge for me because I realized I made the fact that I was fourth born of four kids in a poor family mean that I needed to compete in order to get anything. So I chose that at four years old without even knowing I chose it. And so when I discovered this, guess what happened to myself? I, like, was exhilarant because I was, like, all of a sudden, I don't have to be competitive. I mean, I still want to win. If you and I played racquetball today, Joe, I would want to win. But if you beat me, I wouldn't have to, like, avoid you for two months because I couldn't stand looking at you because you beat me. <laughs> I do I love racquetball, go, by the way, so maybe we yeah, will have to play sometime. <laughs> So we relate. No, so it was a beautiful thing because I could celebrate with you and take you out for a beer or something, whatever, and just be joyful because the reality check was there are always going to be people better than me, no matter what I do. And I should be celebrating that people have such incredible capacity instead of beating up on them and myself and destroying relationships because I had to win, right? And doesn't <laughs> it that make you feel lighter and brighter too when you feel that way? Oh my gosh. Oh my. Yeah. And the depth of yeah. the relationships I have today, I'm now in a 29 yes. year marriage. Uh, you know, it's yes. like yeah. everything's working out beautifully in my relationships with people. It's, um, I, I have much deeper, profound relationships today than ever in my entire life because of yeah. what I went through in my third. But how would I have found that on my own? Probably never, mm-hmm. never. You know, really when we decide to jump into that personal development is really taking a good, hard look at ourselves, right? Just like you just explained, taking a good, hard look. And there are lots of people that don't want to do that. They're like, huh? I I like the way I am. (laughs) I think they're afraid of what they might discover instead of looking at it from a perspective of why wouldn't I want to be my best? Does that make sense? Because really personal development work isn't about being fearful of what you discover. It's about being on track to be the best you. And that's how I describe it to people. I said, my, I love, I tell people, I love interfering in people's lives because the only way I interfere in your life is to help you be the best you. 
And, you know, it's, it's exhilarant because even the courses that I teach, I, I give people a hundred percent money back guarantee because I just say, if I don't do my job helping to move you forward, then I don't deserve to get paid. And, you know, after the, I've been doing this now for two years and I haven't had one person ever ask for a dime back. So it's just the joy of being able to interfere in people's lives to help them be the best them. Because, you know, you too, I know you're very positive, but we each believe that every person has a voice inside of them that needs to be heard. And if we can help that happen, we're just going to make this world a better place. Yeah, absolutely. I, I truly feel the same way. It's everybody's got that voice, but sometimes, you know, we're really afraid to um, voice it. <laughs> and we only have like one minute until break. But and it's right. I think that's what I find, too, when I'm um, working with people, they're afraid. And I I've been the same way on and off, you know, even though I've done a ton of personal development, there's still times that I'm afraid. So then I have to call you or I have to call other people <laughs> to say, OK, walk me through yeah. this. Why, what's going yeah. on in my mind? You know, because sometimes. Uh-huh. Sometimes the answer is obvious to somebody else. We just can't see it ourselves. And that's why I always feel it's so good to talk to somebody else about it, get their perspective, and then use that as what you wish. So when we come back after break, ladies and gentlemen, oh, is this good or what? Oh, Mary Jo, love it. (laughs) So we're going to talk a lot more with Mary Jo about um, gratitude and forgiveness And um, she even has some classes coming up here in the near future. So, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. I have a special offer just for listeners of Go For It. Learn how to maximize your business through the art of a mastermind. Being in a mastermind group can help propel you farther in life and business. Plus, you can also help others in their life and business. A mastermind group is defined as a peer-to-peer mentoring concept used to help members solve their problems with input and advice from the other group members. Since you are listening to the show, there is a place for you in my next mastermind group. For more information, visit johosman.com. Are you tired of being just the status quo? Are you tired of not earning what you are worth? Most of my clients have fear to blame for that. Overcoming fear and feeling empowered helps navigate you to becoming your better self. As one of my clients says, Joe, you are a shining light in a dark world. Wow, that says a lot. Let's get you going to becoming your better self and recognizing when fear and obstacles come into your life. We all have fear and we need to overcome it in order to go for it. Let's help propel you to live your best life. Contact me at johosman.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to Go For It 
To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now, back to Go For It. Welcome back to Go For It. This is Joe with my phenomenal guest, Mary Jo Hilliker. Uh, are you guys getting inspired as I am? Oh, my goodness. She's got a ton of energy. And then the two of us combined really have a ton of energy. So uh, we're talking about mindset, really, and um, just really getting into the mindset. But Mary Jo, let's go back a little bit. So you and I, when you were in your 30s, also when I was in my 30s is when I decided to do the mind, uh, the personal development, the mindset stuff. So when you got into that, um, what made you really like go, okay, this is for me? You know what I mean? I mean, what what triggered that in your mind saying, this is what I want to do? I really didn't, um, I really didn't have that thought until a couple of years ago, because oh. after I went through, you know, once you discover all these things, you want to kind of almost play with them in your own life. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So what, what happened for me is I started going, okay, so now I've learned all this, let's start applying it in my life. And my, my whole life changed dramatically in terms of, you know, levels of success, being able to overcome anything that transpired in my life. I mean, I, I was able to like go out there and, and make my relationship with money. Let's take that one. Because when you grow up in a poor family, you have so many programs around money that run your life. You might have somebody rich down the block from you. And what did you make rich people are and fill in the blank. The minute you give a definition to rich people are, and it's something negative, I will just say, congratulations, you'll never be rich. Because you've already programmed yourself around what you saw as a child. Does this make sense? So, oh, absolutely. So a lot of people have these misconceptions and these beliefs that are in their subconscious that control their relationship with money. So after coming out of my all the discovery of work I did and being able to, you know, release being excessively competitive and having phenomenal depth in relationships. And again, like I said earlier, my 29 year now marriage and raising kids, his children. Um, I also did a lot of work around, you know, investments and I had this carefree attitude. I invested, but take for instance, I invested, somebody opened up an opportunity for me to invest in a fish food company. And I was like, you know, first of all, I always tell people, make sure you have great connections in your life and those connections will lead you to greater results. And so this gentleman said, Mary Jo, can you invest in this fish food company? And I said, well, you know, I have three cats. I don't really do fish. (laughs) (laughs) So I had no interest in the product, but that doesn't matter when you're making an investment in a business, right? I mean, you have to look at uh, the most important thing is the intangible, who's running the business. So I said, let me go out to lunch with the guys that are going to be running the company. And, and I interviewed them and, and they, I ended up putting 20 grand into a fish food company and took back a 4% interest because they needed that to do their buyout of it. Right. Well, this little fish food company, like within three years, I was getting $20,000 dividend checks twice a year. Nice. So that's a called a 200% rate of return. If yeah. you can find that, I'm just going to suggest grab it. <laughs> but the other thing that, the other thing that happened to me is like a couple of years later, they all of a sudden, uh, became part of the distribution network of Walmart, if you've ever heard of that giant. Um, and a publicly traded company came and swooped in to buy them out. And my little 4% interest became $1.1 million. 
for 20000 converted. And of course, being a tax lawyer, I said, I'm not going to pay any taxes on this. So I gave 10% of the stock to the church before it was cashed out. And I gave 90, set up a brand new foundation called Changing Environments and put 90% of it. So that, that, that foundation had more than a million dollars to start. So it's just such a blessing, but such a blessing. I always, I believe in the concept of pay it forward because that opens you up for what? Receiving more in life. When we hoard things, we don't open ourselves up for more to receive more. So the idea is pay it forward. You know, start fulfilling your charitable, your give back side because that's where you're going to find some of your absolute greatest rewards in life. So that that so I went through that stage and I invested in a couple other businesses and everything that I got involved with, uh, even the business that you and I are in together in in a health company in the direct sales industry. That that business turned to gold overnight. It's been a multi million dollar business for me over the last twenty years, and um, so it just everything just turned out to be pretty incredible in in the in the whole process of moving forward in my life. Now, were there a couple blips? Um, a couple of blips would be, you know, like things per- that personally happened in my personal life, which I know we're going to talk about in a minute about my book. But um, looking, looking at how did I get back into personal development in a, in a more significant way, it really was about two years ago, two and a half years ago, when I was, uh, my husband was retiring and I was looking at that and saying, you know what, I still feel 25 I still have all the energy of, uh, that I had when I was 25, and I thought, what do you want to do next? And I did some soul searching on that, and I said, well, what were some of the most significant, you know, things that happened in your life? One was giving my life away uh, as a Christian and giving my life away to the Lord. Um, the second most significant was the personal development work. So two and a half years ago, I said, okay, I want to develop online courses in the personal development arena at a time when virtually no one was doing that. Um, and I started off with a, a course called Kryptonite Breakthrough, and now I have three-level courses because people kept wanting more and more and more. And I just love it. So, yes, for the last couple of years, I've kind of dedicated my life back to the, that incredibly significant area of my life, which is how to take back control of your mind. And I love mm-hmm. teaching it. Mm-hmm. Good for you. What a powerful story. Um, you know, it's just, and it's a matter of choice, right? You made the choices Mm -hmm. and look how well they've, you know, turned out because I know a lot of times, and I'm, I'm also to blame for this, but I'll be going down a really good path and all of a sudden, and you know, I always do my hands like go, you know, focus, focus, focus. But then the shiny object syndrome comes into play. And then I tend to go off here, there and everywhere. And so when I have to refocus, I really have to take some time and divulge myself back into where I was, you know. So I think that's a lot of it, too, because people feel like, or at least people I talk to feel like, oh, this would be, but you're so good about staying the course. You're so good mm-hmm. about being, you know, right where you're supposed to be. And I think that's key. I really do. Because from somebody who's been <laughs> a little off course, sometimes in my life, um, it really is nice to have that. So um, that's wonderful. And I think, you know, to to help people on the call today, uh, how do you keep on course? One of the, Mm -hmm. well, first of all, understanding your core values, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. when you can get clarity over your core values, and that was 
so crucial for me as well. Because, you know, when I, when I ask people, I say, well, what are your core values? And they go, well, um, the Bible. And I go, oh, that's pretty interesting since there are about a thousand values in the Bible. Right? <laughs> you see, it's, it's, it's very, it's, it's very interesting how people respond because they, they've never really looked at themselves as what are my core values? What's most important to me in my life? Because I'm uniquely made as a human being. And when you start getting real clarity, and I actually have an exercise around that uh, to help people discover their core values, and you can say, here's my number one core value. Now, all of a sudden, you have that rudder in the water, Joe, if that makes sense to you. You know, if you're out in a sailboat and you don't have the rudder in the water, the wind will take you all over the lake, right? I mean, you have, mm-hmm. you have, you have no control over where this sailboat goes. But when you put the rudder in the water, now you are in charge and you get to dictate the direction of that sailboat. Well, our core values are very much the same thing. When you understand where you have your greatest fulfillment, where you feel your greatest joy, and you can align yourself with those core values, then all of a sudden when something comes into your life, you can look at it and say, wait a minute, is this in alignment with my most critical core values? If not, you can dismiss it. So you don't get, you don't run down this, this, the squirrel, run after squirrels or go down the rabbit trails. And most of the squirrels and the rabbit trails in your life are the things that brought you the most, you know, negativity or, or upset or, you know, the, the greatest level of unhappiness in your life are those side trails you go on. Because, yes. again, they're not consistent with your core values. Right. That's right. And yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, it's kind of like Darren Hardy says, a compound effect. You know, once you're working on one thing, you just compound that daily, and then it just gets, like, just like you did, you know, you just compound that daily, and it turns into wonderful, wonderful things. But it's always that starting process and getting to where, you know, your core values, like what you said, and getting clear on your core values, because if you're not right. clear on your core values, those the rabbit holes get bigger and bigger. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, with because you. <laughs> and, your, and consistency is absolutely a must. I love that, yes. and that's what the you yes. know compound effect is about: being yep. consistent. That's but right. you don't want to be consistent with the wrong things. Does that make that's sense? Right. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is and for that's sure. Why, that's yeah. That's exactly why those core value, the core value analysis, is so crucial. So that you know you're on exactly the path you need to be on. Because then if there's, even if there's upsets and there's little, you know, side, you know, trips and all sorts of things, you go right back and go, bingo, this is where I'm aiming, right? It doesn't matter. I know there are going to be times when I fall or I take times when there's a trip, but I know I'm on the right path. Yeah. Right. Talking about right path, Mary Jo, let's talk about you and your new book that you just wrote. Um, which is really exciting, and it's called The Impossible Place, Finding the Space You Can um, Finally Let Go. So uh-huh. tell me and tell us about this beautiful book. No, oh, thanks. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the, you know, all of us have stories in our life of impactful events, and this was one of my major ones. Um, I, I already told everybody that uh, um, I have, was born fourth of four children, two boys, two girls, my parents had. And my, my second oldest brother, Cliff, 
was like my favorite because we were, my other brother and sister were like eggheads. I mean, I know people go, Mary Jo, how are you an egghead? You're only like top of your class, law review, but I go, I understand all that, but these people were non-functioning, right? You know, you know what I'm talking about, the non-functioning oh, yes. eggheads, the people mm-hmm. that did, where Cliff and I were, you know, we loved going out and catching frogs and lizards and playing in the parks and, you know, chasing down things. And we just loved life to its fullest, every aspect of it. And we had tons of friends. So we, it, as well as being, you know, good in school. So anyway, my brother Cliff, after, of course, I went off to law school and had my life and moved and he ended up getting married um, to a gal and they moved out to California because she kept wanting to move. She kept every you know, about four or five years, she wanted to move to another place. And, and it kind of drove me crazy. Um, but uh, Cliff just loved her and did what she wanted to do. And my brother Cliff graduated from seminary, too. So he was really had a great walk with the Lord. Well, they had two beautiful children. Um, and she ended up divorcing him and moving away from Mammoth Lakes, California, which is where they're living. And she stole the daughter, and it was, I don't want to get into all the facts of all this, but they en- ended up getting remarried. And I had that, that talk with my brother about wh- why are you remarrying her, right? I mean, there were so many problems in that marriage. And my brother Cliff just said, he said, I believe God wants me to be married, Mary Jo. He wants me to get remarried. Um, and I, and I, I, don't know, I don't know how to counsel somebody who talks to me with that. I mean, you know, it gets to the point where who am I to come in between them and their relationship with the Lord? So even though to me there wasn't a lot of logic to it, I trusted my brother's judgment because he was so Christ-based. And six months later, she shot and killed my brother. That is so horrifying. it is, you know, there, you know, we talk about, and I, and I'm not downplaying anyone else's events because a lot of people have had very tough, tough things happen in their life. I do a lot of coaching and counseling in my foundation on all sorts of issues. So I am not playing like this is the biggest one out there by any stretch, but for me, it was the most traumatic event of my life. Oh, yeah. And that trauma started with, being very angry at God. I mean, I was so angry. I was so angry. And it and and sometimes people need to know it's okay to be angry at God. You know, they they think, oh, that's disrespectful, dishonoring. Oh, you can't be yelling at God. And I go, are you kidding? He says he wants to hear from you, right? Yep. <laughs> and yep. and he heard, uh, you know, a mouthful that evening. I was actually out of town when I got the call. Um, and I ended up at, at this woman, I was staying at her house. She took me over to his church and I spent four hours at the church and all I did was cry out and scream out. And I, I, I was a wailing crazy person. I just didn't know. I, I mean, I didn't know what to do except just to just, my emotions were so raw. And yet, you know, I woke up the next morning. I knew I was going to be the one to probably take control of this whole situation because there was no one else in my family to do it. And I ended up flying out to, you know, this Mammoth Lakes and handling the criminal, the civil, the, you know, the burial, the blow, every aspect. Of it. And two incredible children of 14 and 16-year-olds mm-hmm. who just lost, in effect, both their parents. Their dad's dead, and their mom is in jail off 
going off to prison, right? right? So I was like in this situation of I call the impossible place. Mm-hmm. And you just, how do you, how do you make any logic or sense out of it when there's no sense to be made? And it, I came to the position that I knew that I was going to raise these children. I was going to take them from the beautiful Sierra Madres back to the flatlands of Dallas and raise them. The teenagers leaving all their teenage friends and their beautiful environment to come to, again, the flatlands of Dallas, right? <laughs> a whole new school, home to everything. And I knew that if I carried unforgiveness towards my sister-in-law, that it would wound not just me, but these kids, because they needed to reach forgiveness as well. So they could be set free to live a fulfilled life. That is beautiful. And we're right at break time too. So when we come back, I want to finish all that too, because um, the forgiveness part is so beautiful because that's, that's pretty horrific. That's a horrific crime. Mm -hmm. So when ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after break. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Are you tired of being just the status quo? Are you tired of not earning what you are worth? Most of my clients have fear to blame for that. Overcoming fear and feeling empowered helps navigate you to becoming your better self. As one of my clients says, Joe, you are a shining light in a dark world. Wow, that says a lot. Let's get you going to becoming your better self and recognizing when fear and obstacles come into your life. We all have fear and we need to overcome it in order to go for it. Let's help propel you to live your best life. Contact me at joehosman.com. I have a special offer just for listeners of Go For It. Learn how to maximize your business through the art of a mastermind. Being in a mastermind group can help propel you farther in life and business. Plus, you can also help others in their life and business. A mastermind group is defined as a peer-to-peer mentoring concept used to help members solve their problems with input and advice from the other group members. Since you are listening to the show, there is a place for you in my next mastermind group. For more information, visit joehosman.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to Joe at JoeHausman.com. That's J O at JoeHausman.com. Now back to Go For It. Welcome back to Go For It. This is Joe with my awesome guest, Mary Jo Hilliker. And boy, right before the break. Whew, that was that was tough, Mary Jo. That was tough to hear. Mm-hmm. But you know, I really liked how you were getting into where your is it your niece and nephew that came to live with you. Uh-huh. Um, right. You know the art of forgiveness, and I mean how, and how you forgave your sister in law for doing such a horrific crime, um, but also to try because you wanted to also show the children that forgiveness is key. 
So how did all that work out for you? Well, um, you know, it was at first, obviously, the, you know, when 14 and 16-year-old aren't the easiest to raise, right? I mean, it's like they're at that, they're already at trying time of your life. I don't know how many of you raised kids, but those teenagers years are some of the toughest. But these kids were um, very honoring, very respectful. I loved them. I made it real clear to them when they moved in. And, and, and here's a funny thing. You know, my husband and I had bought a house about six years earlier and somehow we were led to buy a house with four bedrooms and that was just the two of us. And uh-huh. I kept saying, honey, our cat doesn't need three bedrooms, right? <laughs> and so, but we ended, we ended up building this house because I felt like I needed more space for my business or something like that. And, and we love the layout. So we, well, my stepdaughter who is my husband's youngest, moved in with us. So she was occupying one of the bedrooms, and I had two extra bedrooms hmm. when this happened. So, mm-hmm. so did, did God not already know this was going to happen and prepare us for this, right, right. in this whole process? Right. So these kids moved. That was a beautiful part of the story, too, because it was pretty clear that that was intended. And so these two kids moved in, and I, and I just, you know, I just told them, I'm going to raise you as if I birthed you, but I will never be your mom. I will only ever be your aunt. And when you can come to forgiveness of your mother, as I have, I want you to fly out and visit her in prison in California. Mm-hmm. And that happened within about 12, 14 months that they wow. started visiting their mom. Mm-hmm. Good, good. And that, you know, that really is powerful, when, especially teenagers. The art of forgiveness, you know, because that is very, very tough years and just learning how to forgive. So you taught them well. Yeah. Yeah. And the impact on them, too, because I I clearly, you know, carrying unforgiveness, people have a lot of reasons why they carry unforgiveness. I think one of the big one is the need to be right about it. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I could be carrying unforgiveness towards my sister-in-law, who, by the way, is now out of prison and living probably 25 minutes from me. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Okay. So, so, so I could have carried that unforgiveness and because I could be right. I'm, I'm right that this woman did a horrific act and stole something precious from me. But mm-hmm. what does being right get me? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't bring your brother back. We, so no, ever. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. And it never will allow me the freedom to live my life to its fullest. It will, always be standing in my way of loving and enjoying every moment of my life. And so, you know, the cost and the price, when you do a cost-benefit analysis of it, wow. But people, you know, they feel the need to be right. Or, or I think there's another major program that people, you know, that runs people's lives because of a lot of the coaching I do, is people are looking for maybe an excuse why life doesn't work out for them. You follow? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I, you could say, well, the blame you know, game. my brother was it's shot and killed game. and I'm depressed yep. and I'm on all these drugs. I mean, I've never taken a drug for any reason in my life ever. I'm still totally drug free at my age in my mid sixties now. Um, and, and that's part of it's my, I take care of my health and I'm very health conscious, but you know, what, what do I want to be on antidepressants for? You know, I don't want to carry if there if there's and I'm not saying some people don't need them. I'm just saying I don't want to carry the sadness of that 
in my heart. It will always be a hole for me because I wish he were here. But every day of my life, I get to live my life with these kids today who now have their own kids, right? I have two great nephews that I just adore. Um, I get to live the beauty of their lives and as if they're almost mine, right? Uh, and I just, I look at the greatness. And these children are both phenomenal kids. And they're Good. phenomenal adults, both married and now with kids, their own. And it's wonderful to see that the taint of this did not steal from them yes, in a way yes. that, you know, stopped them from having tremendous lives. Absolutely. So, a- absolutely. And that's a beautiful, beautiful story. So that also pertains to your book, right? The Impossible Place? Correct. Yeah. Yes. And I, I always had this story inside of me because of the, you know, the, the obviously when you have a traumatic experience in your life, there's a story there to be told. And, yeah. and I've always wanted to write it. But um, this past, so why didn't I write it before? Well, I was living it, breathing it, you know, getting my kids off to college, you know, getting them married and taking care of all those aspects of their life. So I was so involved in their lives every day. And and I just kind of kept putting it off. And finally, um, what triggered me to finally write it was that I got a, a Mother's Day card from my um, my nephew and this past year just this last mother's day 2020 and when i read it i said to myself i go oh my gosh this needs to be in a book (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. because the reason being is not joe that i need any acknowledgement or recognition i want none i want people to see that when you come from forgiveness when you let go, when you're in the impossible place and you find the space to let go, what you can create. Yeah. And, I, and I'll just read real briefly what this Mother's Day note was. It, it was from David, my nephew, and they send me Mother's Day notes all the time, even though I'm not their mom and I never recognize that. I'm always auntie. And uh, so here's the note. Happy Mother's Day, Auntie. Thanks for being such an integral part of my life and such a wonderful blessing and influential opportunity provider. I'm sure your brother, which he's talking about his dad, right? I'm sure your brother is smiling. Thankful for the peace, comfort, encouragement, and support you provided for his kids to grow into happy, thriving adults. God is good. To be able to spend today with my family celebrating my wife, the mother of my two beautiful sons, is my blessing. I am very aware and grateful how incredibly blessed I am as a husband and a dad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm starting to cry. So. I was going to say, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I know that I wouldn't be in this position without your amazing God-centered influence and the love and support you poured into me. Thank you, David. Mother's Day 2020. Okay, so I actually put that in the um, in the epilogue of the book so that people could get a taste of that as well, because that is what we want to be. We want to be a light shining in this world, and when yeah. something dims our light, 
I like to help people find on how to regain the light. Oh, I love that. Yeah, regain the light because we all have life events, right? We all have stuff that happens in our lives. And most of it we can't control, like something like that. You can't control. But you took a bad situation and made it beautiful. Uh, Raising the children and, you know, raising them into beautiful adults. And um, but also that the art of forgiveness, because if you have that unforgiveness, the unforgiveness makes your heart hardened. And when you forgive, Mm -hmm. it just lightens it right up. And, you know, also, I think there's so much health, like you said, there's a lot of health issues that go along with it, depression, anxiety, um, um, uh, gastrointestinal stuff, you know, that goes on. So once you release that and get it out into the open, and you're right. I mean, there's so many people that don't want to do it because they're scared. They're, they don't want to bring up their think, oh, yep, I've, I've dealt with that. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> if you keep bringing yeah. that up, like you said, if you keep bringing it up, you really haven't dealt with it. So even when right. I wrote my book, you know, I thought I had um, dealt with a lot. But there was things that came out. And I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> but it came up. And that's exactly what needs to happen. And so I don't know about you, but I highly encourage people to journal and get deep mm-hmm. with your thoughts, you know, get deep with right. them because the more you can get it out, and even if you never share it with anybody, but the more you can get it out, the better it is going to be for you because now you're living your life by choice and not by chance. Right. right. And and the, the book, I, I mean, the whole purpose for the book, I actually put it in my foundation. So I, it's not about... I'm not trying to make any money out of it. I, all money, all proceeds are going to further coaching and counseling of people through my foundation and all the incredible charitable work I do through that. So it's funding that. But, but the idea of the book is, you know, some people are reading it and I'm getting some great feedback because it just was published uh, less than a month ago. And, yeah. and I just tell them, I said, pay it forward. Yeah, right. My, right. my, my whole hope with this book is that when you read it and you experience that, now, who do you know in your life That's who right. has Amen. seeds of unforgiveness in them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And pay it forward. Yeah. Good, good. good. I love that, too. I, exact same thing with my book. Once, once you read it, exactly. Pay it forward. Give it to somebody else. So, mm-hmm. well, now we're at the end of our show, Mary Jo, and I, I hate to even say this, but I wish we weren't, but unfortunately we are. So what I like to ask all my, and thank you for such a powerful show. I mean, this is just beautiful. And so it was just, I knew you'd be powerful. I just knew it. And um, you were. <laughs> so I thank you so much for that. But what I always like to ask all my guests, if you have any last parting words for my worldwide audience, what would you like it to be? Um, I would just say, take action today mm-hmm. to take back control of your life mm-hmm. and break through things that might be holding you back so that you can really make sure your voice is heard because this world's going to be a better place when your voice is heard. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Now, how can people get a hold of you, Mary Jo? Um, there are many ways. I have a couple of websites. Um, you can uh, go to, there's a website, GMMA, stands for Global Mindset Mastery Association, GMMA360.com. Mm-hmm. And if you do forward slash breakthrough, you can find um, my courses. My, my kickoff course is called Kryptonite Breakthrough. That's the first eight-week course that I 
work with people on and it's about busting through limiting beliefs and you know setting yourself free from things that are holding you back not this isn't about forgiveness by any stretch but that's just an issue but there are so many ways that we have limiting beliefs from our childhood just like I talked about you know my competitiveness or so many other things I grew up as a child being constrained in you know that ruin relationships in my life because I didn't know that I had those limitations. So they right. can they can go there. Um, that's one way. They can also go to um, look up Mary Jo Hilliker dot com dot com and yep. they can find me there. And um, so it's, and she's a female Joe as well as me. Yeah. So it's yeah. J O. Right. <laughs> and and there's a there's a freebie that's out there that you can, I'll just give you a freebie. I'm actually doing a webinar today. And every time I do a webinar, I give a freebie out to people. So there's a freebie out there available. Jumpstart 2021. Jumpstart one word. Jumpstart 2021. Okay. Text that to 26786. Okay. And there's a freebie out there that you can take and just get a taste test of some of the work I do. But um, All right. and anyway, Mary Jo, unfortunately, we, yeah. Thank you so much. We have to end the show, but thank you so much. I appreciate you and appreciate Lydia uh, for getting all this set up. So thank you so much for coming on today. But yeah, uh, uh, text to two six seven eight six and you can get that free um, report. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening today. And as always, to reach your full potential of becoming bigger, better, bolder, and stronger with each and every day. And if you happen to not write that down, you can always email me as well. You know that, joe at joehosman.com, and I will send it certainly on to Mary Jo and Lydia. And, of course, you can check out my website, joehosman.com. But always remember, you are stronger than what you give yourself credit for. So go out and be great today. Be great always. And along the way, show some kindness and love wherever you go. Be a blessing to others. And have a great week. God bless. We're going to see you next week for another exciting show. Thank you for listening to Go For It. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Joe Hausman, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great day and an even better week.